Meet Jessica Cherry. She is an award-winning lifestyle writer and founder of Life of a Cherry Wife. She won the Austin Businesswoman's Blogger of the Year Award in 2021 and 2022. Jessica has been a repeat guest on the CW Network's The Connection Show. She has been featured as a changemaker for Voyager Magazine, showcased in Latina Connection Magazine, and is a contributing writer for Austin's Mom's Blog. Jessica was a 2022 South by Southwest ambassador and has made guest appearances on numerous parenting platforms and shows. Jessica's fast-paced and successful life as a wife, a working mother, a graduate student, an award-winning social media influencer has not always been that way. As a child, she was taught how to roll off her bed at night when awakened by gunshots. She was taught that men are the ones who work and women are the ones who stay at home, raise the kids, clean the house, cook the meals, and serve the men when they get home. Growing up, Jessica had a very low self-esteem. As a teenager, her goal in life was to one day be good enough or smart enough to earn an associate's degree from the local junior college. I hope you enjoy this episode about overcoming obstacles, self-determination, and how perseverance and hard work can change your life. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome to another episode. Today, we have Jessica Cherry. Cherry is from the Lower Rio Grande Valley, actually from Brownsville, Texas. She now lives in Austin and is an award-winning blogger. She's a mom. She's a representative. She's uh, an influencer. She's just an amazing individual. Jessica, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so honored to be here. Well, the, the pleasure and honor is ours. Jessica, we've actually known each other for what? I mean, oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's when I first met, Let's just... <laughs> okay. A long time. A long yeah. time. When I first met you, you were right out of college, um, working in the Chamber of Commerce world, and we kind of lost touch. We kind of re- reconnected here in the past year. But I've been watching you. I've been following you. Uh, your blog, I mean, even though I'm not a woman, I know that a lot of your blog is for moms and women, but I learn a few things. Thank uh, you. But your Instagram and everything is just totally fascinating the way you're doing this. You are uh, an award-winning blogger, so yes, tell us a little bit about your blog and what constitutes you being award-winning. All right, well, let's get into it. First, I want to say that I started out of frustration. So I was um, working at a university in town. I was pregnant, and uh, me and my husband decided that I would not continue working. I had to be a stay-at-home mom. It was a really difficult transition for me. And once I had my first born, I felt very alone and very isolated. And I wrote 10 things I wish I knew while pregnant. And it was for me in my eyes only. And it was just to vent. I handled social media at the college. And so I decided to put it on a a WordPress um, website. And I decided to upload it and name it Life of a Cherry Wife. And it was for me. Why the name Cherry Wife? Because my last name when I got married is Cherry. 
<laughs> so so it was a frustration event. It was life of a cherry wife. Like, what have I embarked onto? I married this man I've loved. We waited five years. Now we have a child and I'm out of a job. I'm stuck at the house. I got a newborn. I don't know what I'm doing. And it was out of frustration. So I decided, you know, I'm going to start a blog and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. So I looked on Facebook, I found a blog group and they said, you need to do this and that and the other. So I did it and it went viral on me. A one post viral thing. It got picked up by Pinterest and it went crazy. And I had all these people, all these mothers and women that were like, I feel the same way. You're going to be okay. And from there I was hooked. And that's how your first post went viral. Yes. It went viral on Pinterest. And it was. Wow. An, what, it, what are the odds of something like that? Nah, I don't know. I, I wrote from the heart. I was very frustrated and I didn't know that there were tons of women out there, new moms that felt the same way I did. And they were they were in the home. They they put their career on hold and they were just in the same position that I was with a newborn. And they had to quit their jobs because childcare is expensive for a newborn. And so that's. I found a, a community, a very tight community on Facebook. Um, these Facebook groups that I was in, they were just like, we feel you. And they were very supportive of, of me. And I got hooked right there. I was like, there's a community in here. I don't have to feel so alone. I have a motherhood of like, you know, a, a group of motherhood uh, women that are embarking on this journey like I am. And I got hooked. And that's how Life of a Cherry Wife got started. And it has been seven years and it has grown um, it's grown with my kids and with my family. Wow. It's just hard to believe that your first post went viral. I mean, congratulations on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had that luck every post, but it was insane. It, it, it was divine intervention. I don't know. It was just a, an, okay. it was meant a to journey be. that, yeah, it was meant to be. And, and right it's place, hard to go viral. Right place, right time. Everything yes. worked in your favor. Okay. So your husband, um, Mr. Cherry. You said, you said, you know, and you, well, I'm sure you both decided stay at home, but you it drove you crazy. You would need to do yes. something. So as this thing went viral, is that when you started to start blogging regular? Well, I didn't know what I was looking at when I, when this thing went viral, because it was event, it was event session that I wrote and I, I was considering put, putting it out there and doing blogging, but I did not know the impact that it would have. I didn't know you could make money from a blog. I didn't know anything because it wasn't what I was thinking of doing. I was just wanting to vent. I felt isolated. I felt like I didn't have any sisterhood of mothers. I didn't know anybody else. I didn't know any mothers. So, you know, social media was was my way of communicating with the world because I couldn't leave the house. I had a brand new newborn and I didn't know anything about motherhood I didn't have any I didn't grow up with any sisters I didn't have any cousins close to me that were mothers so I was completely alone and just google searching how to take care of a of a baby you know I I had to learn as I went along like I'm sure many mothers do but um I found the the sisterhood through uh Facebook really and through Pinterest because it kind of found me and it grew from there and that's how the blog started just now that that blog craziness that blog, what, seven years ago, you said? Seven years. It's been seven years. That blog seven years ago has now turned into an award-winning blog. You've won multiple awards or two years in a row. What what, what did your blog receive? Yes, it won Austin Businesswoman's Blogger of the Year Award for 2021 and 2022. 
2021, 2022. Yes. And then how many followers do you have on that blog? Oh gosh, it depends what platform. I, I think on Instagram, it's close to about 60,000. And then um, Pinterest, which I, I thought it was going to take off, I think about 3,000. And the same for Facebook and the same for Twitter, I believe. I mean, no, TikTok. And then Twitter, I kind of, I don't know. I Personally, it's hard for me on Twitter. It's so condensed. I think I have 1,000 mm -hmm. on there. Bottom Something line, like you have. So would you consider yourself an influencer? <clears throat> I know I don't know about that word. It, well, let me it, let me let me let me ask you this. Let me okay. ask you this. Do other people consider you an influencer? Yes. Like businesses and corporations. Yes, businesses and corporations definitely consider me an influencer. I have influencer contracts all the time that are coming in. Um, so yes, the answer to that is yes. Do okay, I so feel like I influence people? Yes and no. I kind of just want to spread my life out there and find commonality with other women and other, you know, parents and people that like to eat and you know, anybody <laughs> that likes to, that wants to share life with me and share experience with me. I, I love social media because you, you get to connect with people that you normally wouldn't, you know, especially with the pandemic that passed and people turn to social media because it's a way of connection and I love it. Now, actually, you have, um, I mean, you have a full-time job. You're working. Yes, I do. Yes, um, I do. And, and up until recently, you were a student. You just got your master's degree. Congratulations I on did. that. I did. I, I finished it in November. And you got your and master's in what? Business administration. So I got an MBA degree. Well, congratulations. So Thank you're you. a full-time job, yes. up until recently, a student. Yeah. You're a wife. You're a, a mother of two. Yes. <laughs> and and this whole social media stuff. But, and I'm just going to put this out there because I find it fascinating. Your blog and you, you as an influencer, you could actually make a decent living on that alone without having a full-time job. Is that correct? Yes, that is exactly correct. So I went the seven years uh, being only dependent, you know, on my blog for finances as well as, you know, a, um, interaction with people. So yes, I was able to grow it from making no money to little ads here and there to now what it is, is it is a full-time income, a comfortable full-time income. It's a full-time income, but it's still, it's a, a part-time side deal for you. Yes. It's a little side hustle. You <laughs> it, going yeah, it is, it is a big side hustle. It takes a lot of my time. My husband always says, you know, you're always on the phone. It's when you wake up to when you go to sleep. I'm like, yes, because my life has become this this entity and I share my life with people. So you're an influencer. You're an influencer, <laughs> Jessica. People follow you. And, and, I under and congratulations. I understand that you and your husband just bought a new home. We did. Uh, we off. We put an offer on the home, actually, and we are in the process of closing on it. So cross our fingers, everything works well. We just rented our home, but the blog, I put in that income, and it, it it's a you know I I put in the mm -hmm. income something that was just a event session and it became a hobby. It actually generated enough income to where I could qualify to buy a home. I've LLC'd my blog this year. So it's its own animal and it's grown on me. And it's something that I love doing. And a question that I get all the time is, well, how did you start this? How are you doing it? And my my answer to that is consistency. You, you have to keep going. Every day, post something. Every day, share about your life. And you know, life does happen. And 
there are times where I go a couple days or even a week when I have huge things in my life that happen, but mm-hmm. you got to always go back to it. It becomes your baby and you have to nurture it and take care of it and help it grow and flourish and you will reap the benefits. Well, the fact that you actually have good content also helps, I'm sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to put you know, just, <laughs> just anything out there. You do really, the way I look at it is I want to share my life, but I want to share something that'll help somebody. So, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I, I post about fashion. Well, you know, a lot of times I don't have the time to go to the mall. I don't have time to go to the outlet stores. I don't have time to go shopping anymore because I deal with kids. So a lot of my clothes I buy online. And if I like it, I'll share it. You know, I, I love I love this top. I love this dress. Check it out. Hey, I have a code because these this business wants to work with me and you get a code. Shop their whole website. You know, you'll get nice. a good, good deal, too. So and it works out. OK, so um, new home, renting your old mm-hmm. one. You didn't sell it. You're renting it out. Mm-hmm. You married, just got your master's mm-hmm. degree, a couple of kids, successful blog that could equivalent a, a third income into the house. It's kind yeah. of like a, it's kind of like a dream here. But your life hasn't always been that way, has it? No, it has not. So let's, I came up. Yeah, let's let's dive let's, into that. <laughs> let's dive yeah. into that. Let's go okay. back in time and let's mm-hmm. talk about the little little Jessica in Brownsville, Texas. Little Jessica in Brownsville, Texas, uh, grew up in very humble beginnings. I grew up in the barrio of Brownsville, Texas. I grew up um, with my grandfather and my mother. My I, a product of an early divorce from my mom and my dad, and I grew up very poor. Um, I grew up with, you know, hearing gunshots and learning how to roll off the bed onto the ground. I grew up with uh, roaches. I grew up with just poor. And I didn't want to live that way. And I grew up also once once we got older, I got older, I started growing up in a very machismo household where the men – bring home the income. The The men are the ones that work. The women are the ones that take care of the house, that cook, that clean, and they better, you know, be presentable when the man comes home. In fact, my mom still wow. thinks that way. So I, for a very long time, did not believe that I was college material. I did not believe that I could be a businesswoman. I did not believe that I had the ganas, I had what it takes to be successful. That I did, I just didn't think that it was in me because that's what I was told. That's what I believed in my heart. And I thought that what the successful people that I saw, many successes, it was just not for me. And honestly, it wasn't until I met my husband that we went on one of our first three dates. And he said, well, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, I would love to get an associate's degree because I had no degree. And I was working so hard. That, and that was your that was your goal to get an associate's degree. That was my my goal was to get okay. some sort of college degree, so that I could feel like I had a college degree in my hands. And he said, "What's stopping you?" And I didn't have a good excuse besides I don't think I can do it. And he's like, "You can do whatever you want. What's stopping you? Why why are you like this?" And I had no good answer. So he helped me enroll in college, and I haven't stopped. And now I'm at my, I just completed my master's. So he, he had a, it was just a, meeting a person that had a different mindset to really push me into the right direction. So that was, you know, Jessica from Brownsville until Jessica right now. And that was the connection is that I needed a support system that I didn't have. So how long ago, how long ago was that when you met your husband? 
Oh, God. Uh, we met 12 years ago. In 12 years, a little Latina girl from mm-hmm. Brownsville, Texas. Yeah. Met some, met, met some güero. <laughs> met, <comes> some, <laughs> <laughs> met some güero that didn't know any Spanish, didn't know. And he, once he, we started really dating, he would download the apps, the Spanish apps, because he went with me to Brownsville one time. And my family was speaking Spanish, so he wouldn't understand. <laughs> and so he said, no, 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 not to do this. So he started uh, downloading the apps. He started really uh, talking to me only in Spanish. Um, whenever we oh, he, to- he started talking yeah. to you in he Spanish. He started talking yeah. to me. Yeah. Hey. He would, so uh, is he, he by gringo now? Is he a by gringo? Uh, yeah, he's totally, <laughs> totally. He's an honorary Mexican. Uh, he would make tortillas. To impress no me digas, really? Yes, he would make the tortillas. <laughs> and so the, when they would come from Brownsville, he had the tortillas ready. And, I mean, how, you, how you're, sure, you're sure he didn't sneak off to HEV and just grab No, some? no. I, we saw him rolling it out with the rolling pin and everything. So he really made the attempt. And, I mean, how can I say no to that? He, he tried Okay, so well, that was a big change from the men you were in your life growing up. Yes. The I, to, I, I grew up very machismo. Where... To a man making tortillas. <laughs> yes. Yes, um, I grew up yeah in a very machismo household where the men sit down, the women serve them, and the women are served last. And then uh, we have to pick up the plates for the men, and we wash the dishes, and they sit there, and they don't do anything. And that's how I grew up. That's the style. So how, how am I ever supposed to fit in college when I'm supposed to serve a man? And so I didn't fit in the mold. I never okay. wanted to fit in the mold. And... You know, I just and had anybody in your family actually been to college before? No. Well, my stepdad, yes, my stepdad um, was a customs inspector and finished uh, with a bachelor's. Wasn't it your stepdad that encouraged you just to go find a man and learn how to cook and sew and take care of kids? Yes, he told me I was wasting my time going to college. Okay. So So. (laughs) it is possible in 12 years from a young Latina who met this guy. To mm-hmm. you know, to fast forward twelve years later, completed your your master's degree in business yeah, administration. Yeah, master's, and now I'm um, contemplating going for my second master's, which is only six classes. I keep telling my husband it's only six classes, uh, which would be an MSML, a Master of Science in Leadership. Um, yeah, so I, I would like to have a double master's, and then kind of quit for a while, and maybe I can pursue the doctorate later on when my kids are more grown and think I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> And I just don't know how you work. I mean, I can't imagine your schedule. I mean, because one of your children, you're actually homeschooling as well, too, right? Yes. So this is the last year I'll be homeschooling him. Um, That is just one thing. I I homeschooled him because of COVID. You know, a lot of teachers were quitting. And we felt it was in our best interest to homeschool him for this year. year. Uh, During COVID, it was just crazy. And there was teacher shortages and the fiasco going on that we all know about. And so I decided it was, you know, I'm staying at home. I can homeschool him and make sure he receives the education that I want him to receive. But it is very hard to do that um, and do everything else. So after this year, he's he's off to second grade. Okay. One of the things, and it just keeps coming back in my head, the, the influencer part, that corporations <laughs> actually pay you money to talk mm-hmm. about their products. Can you give us, go into that a little bit more. And give us an example. I'm not asking for names. But can you give us an example of what something something that looks like on your end? Absolutely. So I deal with small corporations and big corporations. And 
they can do, they can offer me a product. It can be just as simple as, hey, I have a product. I'm a startup company. I don't have um, the reach that you do. If I just send you over my product, will you please review it and put it on your network? And if I like the, of course, this is the part where I research the product, make sure that it does fall in line with what I believe and something that I would back up. And I'll say, yeah, sure, go ahead and send it to me and I'll review it and I'll I'll share it on my social media. It can be as small as that. It can also grow. And on the other end of the spectrum, it can be a major corporation, like a major TV network. And they can say, Jessica, um, I have XYZ product. I want you to post this on your social media two times on Instagram, two times on Facebook, two times on TikTok, two, whatever they want. And I will pay you X amount of dollars. And these X amount of dollars will will surpass my monthly income for my regular job on one post across wow. social media. One post. Yes. One post on each network or one post on sometimes one post on one network and it'll surpass my monthly income. It can be as huge as that. And the biggest thing that I had to pass up on very recently was they were trying to get me to be the key Latina to go to, to the Dominican Republic to showcase um, this resort for their their platform and i had to say no because we didn't have our passports ready in time it was one week turnover i didn't have my plan and it was a free paid vacation for the entire family to go to the dominican republic and stay at a resort and we had to pass it up i never thought that that would come from uh-huh. 10 things i wish i knew while pregnant <laughs> you know with a newborn at the house but it All can right. it, it has just grown and sometimes it it amazes me the opportunities that are out there and the amount of of reach that these companies want it, it's very grassroots and it's it's social media is the new empire and let me ask you let me ask you a question sure. i think i know the answer to already do you have your passport now <laughs> you're going to hate me for this but no <laughs> i don't have it Ay, Jessica, I por know, por no? no? and it's something that i'm like telling my husband we have to go we have to go and it's just like we'll do it this weekend we'll do it this weekend but i'm telling him this is gonna i had asked the company is this the last time you're going to uh, ask you know, is this the last time you're going to offer me this and they said no we're gonna offer it for you again so it's a race against the clock i'm, I'm telling him we have to okay, get our passports okay, for okay, everybody okay jessica <laughs> i'm not i'm not one to tell you your business you sound like you have it in hand but prioritize getting a passport, okay? I know. And while you're at it, get one for your husband, get one for your kids. Yes, so the whole everybody family can go to the DR. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I already have mine. I expect to be invited on your next family trip anyway, okay? <laughs> I'm going to adopt you or something. But it, it's, it's, I, okay. <laughs> I, I don't, no, don't even get me started on I feel on you. That. I feel you. I no, feel no, you. no, no, no. I, I, I'm I, frustrated I, to okay, it. We have okay. to have it in hand. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're going to get the passport. Um, okay, yes. So with your blog, on one post, you can actually make more than you do for an entire month doing your full-time gig. Yes. Wow. And okay. I've done it several times, and it amazes me every single time. How do you get so many followers? I think that the way, the secret to do it is consistency. You have to post. You have to reach out. You have to post every day. That that's mm-hmm. that's my my thing. You have to post every day. I do have friends that are that want to do this, and they post once a week, 
and you cannot it's like rolling a ball and you you stop rolling it you stop the momentum you stop the interest so that's one two you have to get out into the community you have to network social media is one side but you have to generate very sincere a, a sincere connection with people key people and so that's that's what I think. So it helps that people actually not only know you online, but they know you personally or once they yes. meet you. Once they meet you and then you say, hey, I have a blog. Why don't you follow me on the blog? You, you know, they're like, yeah, sure. And then they like you. And then the way the algorithm works is people see what other people like and then they like you. And then third, you have to partner with companies. Once, once you get the momentum going and you have to partner with companies and you have to get into their space, into their following, you tag, you know, however many companies you hire. The key is you have to be out there 100%. You have to be out there. People have to see you. People have to be able to find you. So on the back end, you have to use your hashtags, the whole 30 hashtags. You have to be out there. If you just do a post and you just let's say you do a post on Instagram and you don't use the hashtags, how are people going to find you? And you don't post any company, you don't tag anybody. You just post what you post. How, how are they going to find you? They're not going to find you. You have to find a way to get out there. And so I like to know people. I like to know people in the community. I like to know powerful people in the community. I like to tag businesses or, or if I talk about a recipe, I'll tag Nestle. If I want to make flan, I'll tag whatever milk company i'll tag them and so they can see my stuff and then if they like it i'll reach out to them and hey say hey you want to partner together and that's how i do it now is if there's a company that likes my stuff i will tell them like hey i saw that you like my stuff do you want to partner and i've done it for resorts i've done it like now that's so a bigger... some of them chase you and you chase some of them oh yes i chase them the squeaky wheel gets gets the oil. I, I totally chase companies now. And then I say, look, this is who I am. This is what I've built. Do you want to be a part of my audience? Or do you want that connection? Do you want to have you know access to what I have? And I have now I turn it. And then I'll say, do you want to be working with me? And that's how I do it. And now I'm not so scared. Now I'm not scared of re rejection. Before I was terrified of the word no. I didn't want somebody to tell me no and so i didn't have the courage to seek out partnerships but now i do now if it's a no i mean there's there's plenty more there and there's a lot of no's that i get before i get the yes but i don't stop and it has for example i went on a yurt vacation and i reached out to them and it's a beautiful yurt it, it was a, it was like a hill country yurt and i totally reached out to them and i said hey look at what i have here do you want a part of it and they said, sure, here's the contract. And it was as easy as that. <laughs> so wow. that's that's where I'm at now is now I go I go after what I want and I don't I don't stop now. But it took after. a long time to get there. It took a very okay. long time to get there. And it's I, not I, over yet. It's not over yet. No, it's never over. <laughs> it's not it's never over till it's over, till I'm in the ground, till you know, yeah, I'm viejita and I can't do anything <laughs> anymore. I, it's so, never over. So, Jessica, this is work. I mean, for anybody thinking that being an influencer is just at your level is just, you know, do a few posts and everybody follows you and people will pay you to to, yeah, to talk about their product. No, it's actual work. I mean, it's almost like a second full-time job that you're doing. Oh, it is a second full-time job. So it I, is I, cannot, 
I, I yeah, I, I can't help but just try to imagine your schedule um, with everything going on with the kids and being a wife. And at least your husband knows how to make tortillas. I mean, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. But what 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 drives you? I mean, what I mean, you you want to go ahead. Go, no, no. I, I think didn't. we all have the. I think for me, what drives me is that inner child that we all have and proving people wrong and going after your dreams and making them come true. I've always wanted to be successful. I've always wanted to be a businesswoman and I always wanted to achieve things that I I was scared to do. And for a long time in my life, I didn't. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have the ganas. I didn't have anything. And so for me, it feels like I have to make up the time that I lost. Even though my husband and everybody else, my friends, they're like, Jessica, you're doing great. You don't have to. You can just coast. I want to be the glass ceiling breaker in my family. And I feel like I have achieved that in many ways. And and I don't want to stop. I, it's almost an addiction where I want to do I want to be better. I want to do better. And I'm not competing with anybody. I'm competing with myself. I want to be better. I want to show myself that I can do this. That dream that I had when I was, you know, 11 years old, 20 years old of having a degree, an associate's degree. Well, I've already surpassed that. But I did for a long time I didn't think that I was even able to register for college. You I didn't even know how. You didn't even think you were good enough for them that associate's No, I degree. didn't. And and when I met you a long time ago when we met at at the chamber, I didn't have the confidence and nobody knew that but me I I I was just working and I was so grateful that I had a a receptionist job but I felt like that was all that I could I could get in my life I feel like I couldn't do any more and so that's what motivates me is I've seen myself break these barriers that I had that maybe my mother didn't believe and maybe her mother didn't believe and you know before and before where they felt like they couldn't believe in themselves. They, they All they had to do was, you know, clean the house, cook the meals. But, and I, I do do that. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm also doing, you know, feeding and cooking and doing all that. But I also am a businesswoman and that's what fulfills me. And I don't want to ever give that up. And and you, women shouldn't have to give it up. Let me ask you this. Your experience, and at the time you were very young and a receptionist, but your time at a chamber of commerce, did that influence you in any way? Man, I really, really did. I saw so many people that were business people that were coming because they wanted, you know, networking events. They wanted something. I saw so many people that had degrees, advanced degrees. They had companies, businesses. They were entrepreneurs. And I wanted to be that. I've had it awoke something in me and I wanted that too. And so I would, you know, do the registrations for them. I would make sure that everything was that. And I thought one day I really want to be a part of this group. I Why can't I? And then I just needed that little push. And I luckily had it from my husband. Um, and there I went. And, I, you know, the fir- I remember the first time I signed up for Austin Community College for a class. I was so terrified because I was horrible at math. And I had a like a remedial math course. And I felt so, so less than. And Did you feel that mathematics reduced you to lowest terms? Yeah. I did. I, I, I felt that. But, you know, I kept going. And 
there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and i feel like you just keep just keep going don't don't quit if you, so many people quit early don't quit if it's a dream at this point i say if your dream does not scare you it's not big enough and just like this, and just like this house that we're getting my husband was like are you crazy I said, don't you know the answer by now? But let's do it. So <laughs> here we are getting this this house I never thought was possible. And, you know, the same thing with the blog. People had told me, not him, but people had told me, you're wasting your time writing. Why are you going to start this blog? Why are you doing this? Just it's not worth it. And I didn't listen to them. And now those same people are asking me, how did you do it again? Wow. It's crazy. So what advice what advice would you have for anybody out there, Jessica, who is wanting to possibly follow in your steps if you will or explore the possibility of becoming I mean, a serious influencer. There's a lot of people out there that no mas no. I mean they're just not doing it. But to be serious and you're obviously a, a serious and successful one, what advice do you have for anybody? Number one, learn the learn everything you can about it, the back end. We already know social media, you share your life, you share recipes, you share whatever you, whatever you're interested in, that's what your topic, right? But you need to learn the back end. You need to learn how exactly it works. The best thing that worked for me in the very beginning was I joined groups that were about blogging. I, I looked at Pinterest and I saved every single pin I could about blogging, about the business side of it, about how exactly do you build a website? I didn't know how to build a website. How do you use hashtags? How do you, how do you XYZ? And you have to learn the back end. The second thing I would do is be consistent. Always post. Always talk. Always don't let it die. If you let it die, you start up again from ground zero. And it's a hard thing to do to let something go and then try to bring it back. Try to get the momentum back. So be consistent. Feed it like you would a a child. Just be consistent with it. Third, you have to get out there. It's not all you know, it's not all posting. You have to tag people. You have to reach out to people. You have to go to events. You have to be in the community that you want to be in. You can't just post and leave it alone and let it do its thing. You have to engage with the community that you want to be a part of, whether it's locally, nationally, you like to race cars, whatever it is, you have to be immersed in that environment. And fourth, don't accept no. If one person says no, somebody else will say yes and just keep going for the yes. And that's what I did. And that's what I keep doing. And then when you're confident enough, you know, just rolls off your back like water off a duck. You keep going. You, you strive for what you want. You don't stop. And that's how I've done what I've done. And and that is the life of a cherry wife. <laughs> that is the life of a cherry wife. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. I mean, that's some definitely good advice, and it just goes to show. I mean, nothing beats hard work. It's your yeah. way up to success. You know, there's no elevator. <laughs> you need to go step yeah. by step to get there. Yeah, grit. It's one of my favorite words. Is grit. It's so, just, you got to put the the dirt in. You got to put the muscle. Grit. Okay. Grit. Yes. That works. So, what's next for you? I heard a rumor. Well. I heard a rumor. <laughs> Oh, you did, did you? <laughs> yes. What's the rumor? Are you ready to share that rumor? So ready. Okay. I heard the rumor that you were about to start a podcast. I am. It's so, okay, before I get into the name. <laughs> 
So I have a friend and English is her second language. She's from Mexico and her her first language is obviously Spanish. So we have a lot in common. So we are both mothers. Um, she's in later stage. Her her kids are teenagers. Mine are littles. They're, they're four and six. And so we talk a lot about manifestation. We talk a lot about our intent for our lives. Latinas, we're both Latinas, even though she's from Mexico and I'm from a border town. We're still Latinas and we talk about our family. And so we wrote down everything and those were the four key concepts that we wanted to talk about and i said you know denise this spells out milf and she said so what (laughs) i said denise it spells out milf do you know what a milf is and she's like no (laughs) whatever it's like and i had to say it it stands for you know what it stands for and she said i don't care let's just do it so we we had all these names okay And so we took it to our friends and we had a list of names. We took it to our friends and they were all mediocre responses except for the one that had MILF. So we decided to call it the MILF talk and and go with it. So, And in (laughs) the the podcast, MILF MILF stands for what? It stands for Mindset, Intent, Latina, and Family. So we're reclaiming the name and we're running with it. (laughs) And... You know, we, I know we're gonna get some some waves. Yes, I know gonna we're gonna. Some, I know we're gonna raise get eyebrows. Some, we're gonna get some raised eyebrows, but that is our opportunity to capture the audience and let them know what we're about. So I'm very excited about that. That's gonna be dropping soon, and then also I am gonna launch product for Life of a Cherry Wife. So how do I do all this? Everybody's always asking me, and you have like so many balls in the air. You're juggling so many things. A lot of the things I do, I put it down on a journal. I, in fact, have, you know, right here, I, I live off of calendars, not only on my iPhone, of course, on my iPhone, but iPhone, it doesn't do it for me. I'm old school. I like to write things down and I like to do the whiteout and I like to, you know, do the highlights. So sure. for me, journaling and writing things down has always kept me in line. And so I would like to share that with the world and so that's coming up and of course i'm also going to dip into apparel i just think that we need to have more latina mom apparel out there i don't think it's represented enough so i want to claim it and move on with it so that's what's in my future is that all (laughs) for now (laughs) i'm very curious to see the look on people's faces when you start uh making milf apparel I know. Well, I think I think it would be cute. Say the milf talk on the Tumblr. No, I think it'd be cute. Okay. Wait, reclaim it. <laughs> reclaim it. Reclaim it. Redefine it, it for and the world. And if anybody yes, can do it, you can. I that I hope. I, I I'm gonna not stop until I can have it achieved. It's, it's a it's like almost an addiction to be successful to me. Well, good. I, don't, I don't take no lightly. I I, I try to always break it. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast here. Any any closing words of advice for anybody out there that whether it be a mom or uh, someone who wants to be an influencer or somebody who just needs that little edge and fulfilling their dream, whatever it is? Yes, I I think life begins where you make it. I, I think whatever wherever you are, are at in life, I think you can always take that step. It can be frightening. It can be uncertain. But. Getting out of your comfort zone is the best thing for you because that's where your dreams happen and that's where your where your 
mind takes you. That's how you build success. You don't build it from the comfort zone. You build it outside of it. That's where the seed grows. So do it. Don't think twice about it. Don't sit on it. Be it. Achieve it. Do it. Dream it. Go for it. You only get one shot at life and don't waste it. Just wanting it. Do it. Because you won't get it back. You won't get the day back. That's my advice. That's good advice. And with that, we will say that is the cherry on top of this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Latino Business Report. My name is Jerry Gonzalez. I've been your host. And we've had Jessica Cherry with us uh, from the blog, Life of a Cherry Wife, influencer, soon-to-be podcaster, and multi-corporate mogul with all the things she has in store in her young life. So, Jessica, once again, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us. If you like this show, go ahead and give us a like. You can follow us. You can also find us on any place where you listen to podcasts. If you don't listen to podcasts regularly and don't have a particular channel, you can go to latinobusinessreport.com and find us there. We also have our entire catalog of episodes also on YouTube. Jessica, thank you very much. And folks, till next time. Till next time.